Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Hey, Jacob, I've got something that we can do. Just you and me. We can invite some friends, whatever. Just just you and me. Something that we can do for fun. I don't like having fun. I know you don't. But I there there is a thing that is going to be happening here uh, very soon uh, that I think would be so much fun. And I think you would enjoy it. And it's, it's going to be in Atlanta. I know we hate going to Atlanta. But you know, you know the 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 you get the good with the bad, right? So I think you and I would enjoy this. Do you want to know what it is? Uh, sure. So apparently there is the Obama's portrait tour, where oh. from what I understand is just pictures of the Obama family that are traveling around the country. I think they're going to L.A., they're coming to Atlanta, other major cities. Um, and where you can just go and admire these portraits. I don't know if they're oil paintings or watercolors. I don't know if they asked. I, I don't know if they asked George W. Bush to paint a picture of Obama, but or if they're just really good photographs. But I think that'd be a fun evening activity for for you and me. What do you think? Uh, I, I'm okay. Uh, you gonna you gonna skip out on that one? I'm okay. I'll, I'll skip out on. You gonna that stay one. home on that one? Um, I, I have, you know. As charming as the man was, I, I, I'd rather just, I'd, I'd rather not. The I'd charisma ra- just drips from his fingers. I would rather um, mark myself absent. Okay, because that happened to me on the way home today because I, um, I had an interesting day. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, it started off with me leaving the house, and I get on the interstate, and I pass this guy who has all his windows down in his car, driving, I don't know, he was going faster than I was, so he's probably doing well over 75 and he had a mask on. I'm like, and you're by yourself in your car driving down the interstate. I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand that. Y- you are. But then, but then, as I was driving home, is when I saw this billboard for the Obama portraits tour. And then you're like, hey. And that really just ruined my my drive home because I was blasting Abba, singing along to Abba in the car, and then I see this, and then next the thing you know, the fact that you just admitted you were blasting Abba on radio, you know, is probably I, I have, I doxed. have, I have no shame. I really don't care who knows that. Yes, I was singing along to Abba in the car. And if you think that's strange, or if you think that if you think lesser of me now, then yes, you really weren't my friend. Um, what, whatever. Uh, so, but yeah, episode number one twelve, standing by the show. Everybody, welcome. <laughs> it's one thirteen. Oh, one thirteen. One thirteen. Yeah. One thirteen. Everybody, the big, the big one one three. That number is significant to someone out there, and if that person is you, you're welcome. Uh, lots to go over for this episode. Um. I'm your host, Jacob, and Joe is also here. Double yeah. episode. No episode on Friday. Uh, life gets in the way. That's what I'm going to say about a Friday episode, the lack of... Do I do apologize. Well, that's good that you apologize. Joe, how is your week going? It's uh, great, other than the fact that it's going to be raining all week, so I can't do anything that I want to do outside. Just do it inside. You can't play golf inside. You got a Wii. You got the Wii Sports Golf. That's not fun. Yeah, it is. No, it's, it's not. Whenever you're good at it, it's fun. You shoot like you shoot like eagles all the time. You get the hole in one. Have you ever seen? The, yes, I've seen those. The They're ridiculous. Yeah. The perfect games in golf. Why do you have a turtle next to your name on your tweet? Guys, account? look, oh, gosh, look. Yankees baseball is getting hot. It's getting heavy. We are headed there. Look, they there was an opportunity on Sunday yesterday for a four-way tie for the American League wild card. If the Yankees lost, Red Sox lost, and then the Blue Jays and Mariners won, four-way tie. That didn't happen. Yankees did their job, walked it off, and then they're headed to Beantown for a one-game playoff for the wild card spot. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, I will be watching that live, tweeting the sorrow, sadness, or joy. Garrett Cole's on the bump. But the biggest story to come out of the Yankees in the last week or two is the fact that we have a mascot. Folks, the Yankees have adopted a turtle thanks to Nestor Cortez. We have a turtle. Uh, there's a turtle in the clubhouse of the New York Yankees. If you're, if you, if, for, if for whatever reason you've followed me on Twitter and you're like, what the crap is wrong with Jacob? He's got a turtle in his uh, name and he's every tweet is about this, about this dang turtle. Folks, we have a turtle. His name is Bronxy. And 
we are playing not only for the fans. We're not doing the wins for the fans. We're doing it for Bronxy. For Bronxy. Do it for Bronxy. Whenever they celebrated their their win when they're popping champagne, brought they were holding Bronxy in in the in the photo. Did you did you not see this? Yes, I I have. Uh... Look at this. Look. There he is. <laughs> and they they asked our Rugnet door Rugnet or door Odor. Yeah, and um, they said, "Does Bronxy like champagne?" <laughs> and they said, "No, we celebrated with them, and, and then we put him back in his cage." I uh. Well, it's whatever you know. If it, you gotta, if if that gets the team going, finally, thank, you gotta, thankfully, you gotta get. Um, you, listen, the turtle is bringing us good luck. Yeah, of all the things that I thought would get the team going, as far as trying that last push for the uh, postseason, um, uh, I never thought it would be a turtle. But uh, you know, if that's what what it takes to get the team motivated, then whatever. Um, these kinds of things, I guess, they don't bother me, but it's just whatever. The official Yankees Twitter account posted the posted the team photo celebrating, and they said for Bronxy with a little heart and then a turtle emoji. Okay. Guys, we're doing it for Bronxy. Um, other than the Yankees news, the Indians played their last game on Sunday as the Cleveland Indians, oh. which is kind of sad. Wow. I watched that. Um, it was a, a little. Are they still gonna be called the Guardians, or are they? Are they <laughs> is that still up in the air? No, I think think that I think that's official. Um, I haven't seen like the website change yet. I'm assuming that'll happen sometime during the offs, maybe after the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the end of an end of an era. Why don't they team... just call the team the Wild Things? You know, I I talked about whenever they announced the name change to the Guardians, and I said the Wild Things would have been pretty cool. You could bring the whole major league aspect. Because that's the first scene from the movie, is the Guardians on the bridge in front of the in front of the stadium. Well, that's or the why. Old stadium. That's why I've kind of been a little bit more receptive to it. Like I'm still not happy about it. I, I, I still wouldn't make the change, but I'm kind of a little more receptive to the idea because it's, you know, it's the first ever. It's the first scene in the movie Major League, which is the you know the unofficial movie of the Cleveland Indians. It's like the most popular baseball movie ever. Well, most popular. Cleveland Indians or, yeah. or Cleveland sports movie um, ever made. So I mean, I'm I mean, not. It's not the greatest baseball movie ever made because we all we, we all know what that is. The Scout. The Scout. I mean, you can forget about Field of Dreams and the uh, the rookie and na- the uh, the natural and you know the damn Scout. Yankees and all those other team all those other stupid movies. It's the Scout. You know that no one out there this listening this podcast has seen the scout and that's, honestly that's, that is the I, I greatest injustice them. of our time i don't blame them honestly. that no one has seen the 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 masterpiece of al percolo and um oh, what's his name steve, steve nebraska. nebraska yeah so i'm not sure what's going to happen with the playoffs this year this is going to be an exciting one um i still think my pick yeah you know, I'm, I'm gonna go public and say it. my pick for the world series raisin brewers I'm calling. I'm calling oh, the wow. Tampa Bay Rays and the Milwaukee Brewers for the World Series. That's gonna be unpopular. Um, I think the Yankees do win tomorrow, but I think that we get beat either by the get. Rays. I think we either get swept by the Rays or we or they beat us in four. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know the way we played the Rays in the last series is not. It's not too promising. For some reason, the Yankees have not been able to figure out how to beat the Rays in. You know they try to play it cute and try to play the analytic game that the that the Rays play, but we our team is just not built that way. Rays we are, way better. We are built around power hitting and the occasional pass ball to win the game. Whereas the Rays, that is completely different. They are very much a analytically driven team. Uh, we spend an ungodly amount of money on starting pitchers, and then we try to play it cute and put a starter in there, and then the Rays just like. <laughs> Ah, you mere mortals, <laughs> yeah. foolish, and then they beat us. It's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good playoff. I'm very excited. Uh, I guess as the playoffs go on, we'll, we'll we shall check check in for our thoughts. A live look in. Live look in, and yeah. you can also live. I'll be live tweeting the game tomorrow. I'm gonna. I, put I all of my. I'm putting everything aside as far as school. Everything's gonna be pushed aside just for this game. I haven't really paid much attention to baseball in the last I don't know month or so is because there's so much been going on with the Ryder Cup and now hockey is starting and I've just been uh, my free time has been filled with 
Star Trek and all the other things too. So I just don't have time for baseball right now. I'm swamped. I'm swamped. <laughs> anyway, uh, you want to get to some news, Jake? Yeah, we can get into some some of the news and some of the things that are happening in the world. So I've got a I've got a I've got a couple things, and I guess a side note. I didn't know murder was still uh, illegal or illegal or however you say this in murder New York is illegal in New York. Right. I I didn't know it was because. Uh, before we got started, I was uh, watching the debate between Scott Horton and William Crystal about uh, foreign policy, and it was a complete bloodbath. Pardon the pun, you talk about foreign policy, but um, but yeah, it was bad. Uh, it, it, Crystal's response or rebuttals to anything that Scott would say were just stupid. Like they they weren't even uh, thought provoking, or he didn't ask any serious questions or anything like that. It was just dumb. Um, and it's like, well, you know, we. It, 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 the, the question is, is we either we have to maintain this global, uh, he, you know, he called benevolent hegemony, hege, hegemony of, you know, total uh, empire, um, or you don't want people to go to school. It's like, what, what is, there has to be another option. Like, this can't be the, the, the only two options we have. And yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. There were several times when I was like, "Man, this guy is this guy isn't. It's just dumb. Like he he clearly hasn't read anything on anything. Um, not that I'm some expert or that I know everything that they talked about, but it just seemed like because Scott would just spit facts and he had dates and names and things that you would expect two people to debate over the substance of the issues, where he was just arguing, you know, more just rhetorical questions and just a lot of nothingness." And it was just like, wow, you really didn't prepare for this, or you didn't know who you were going up against. Because, you know, if you're going to debate something as consequential as foreign policy, you, you got to have some examples, and you got to have dates and times of things that happened and important people to, you know, talk about. But he didn't have any of that. So, I don't know. It was it was just bad. It was really bad. But yeah, anyway, a little bit that I watched, it's it's, it's not good. It's. But anyway, um, so I was unaware of this, and that's partly because I just don't care about what goes on in New York besides what happens at Yankee Stadium. Um, but I, I had no idea that there was a statue of the, the glorious face of uh, George Floyd. I had no idea that was there. I on, honestly I didn't either. And I and furthermore, I had no idea that it had, that, it had, that it had been defaced not once, but twice in the glorious city of uh, New York. So my thing is that shouldn't they be okay with this? Because I mean, they stay there. They're all for defacing the Confederate monuments and monuments of the founding fathers. So when it happens to them, should they be well, okay with it? Well, no, because they are not That's their person, I guess. Well, it, that is a good point, And we can certainly get into that. But in order to put up statues like this, they have to take others down. So I don't. So they'll take down statues of, let's say, Lincoln or um, Frederick Douglass or you know important peoples of history. We don't have to discuss the merits of these people, but important figures. So like Frederick Douglass, he's a pretty important guy. And for them to take down someone like Frederick Douglass and put up someone like George Floyd, just shows you where the shift of the culture is. Because regardless of what um, Frederick Douglass supported. He was a smart man. He was everything that you would think that the African-American community would aspire to. A smart, well-read man who speaks his mind and who advocated for freedom. But yet we're p propping up people like George Floyd? Just, that doesn't make any sense because here you have a guy that had a severe drug addiction who in the uh, while before he was being before he w was arrested, he ingested a speedball, which is a mixture of drugs, and he was a I think there was a, a record of domestic violence and things like that. So not a model citizen, not someone that you would want to I don't know model your life after or point kids towards to say hey look at this guy he's an upstanding citizen. No, he wasn't a good person. Now does that mean he should have died? No. But the situation was tragic, but this is not someone we should be idolizing. And I, Larry Sharp at the time had said some things about how they're not idolizing George Floyd. They're not building statues to George Floyd. Well, sorry, Larry, but they are. Well, maybe, maybe at, at that time they weren't. Right. 
But I, you knew this was going to happen. Now, did did George Floyd deserve to die? No, he didn't. Did Breonna Taylor deserve to die? No, she didn't. But I don't think anyone's making that argument. But that doesn't mean just because they were a a victim of injustice, if you want to take their point of view, doesn't mean you build a statue to them. And if you're going to take down someone like Frederick Douglass, who was a good who was a good person, who did advocate for a lot of good things, to take him down and to put up a statue of George Floyd, I think just shows you where the shift in culture is is that it's no longer about the merits of someone, no longer about the content of their character, no longer about the things that they have advocated for, the things that they have worked and fought for. It's all about the, it's all about the well, it's all about fighting injustice. It doesn't really matter if the people we prop up are morally re- reprehensible people. It doesn't matter. We have to virtue sing, we have to genuflect, we have to get on our knee and lick the boots of our masters because they tell us that these are, this is what's important right now. You know what's funny? Is that you give it a couple of years, nobody's going to remember who George Floyd was. They will, they will drop him like a bag of dirt. I mean. Like a sack of dirt. Is that what she said in Seinfeld? I can't remember. Like a, be like a bag of dirt. Yeah. And it's the same thing with uh, with all these other. Uh, yes, yes, they will mention their names, but you know, it's like as soon as someone is no longer valuable to them, they will drop them like a bag of dirt, and no more will you hear from them. So, I, I should be, should people be defacing statues and, and monuments? Well, no, they shouldn't be doing that. Um, I wouldn't advocate for it. I think it's a stupid thing. Uh, should they be taking down? Should they take down this uh, monument or statue of George Floyd? Um, I don't know, but I wish they kind of never would have put it up. But I, there's a big difference between um, Confederate monuments and uh, monuments of those types of things and the George Floyd one, right? There's a big difference between the two, and to compare them, I don't know. I don't know if you even can compare the two. Um, kind of getting that question that you asked. But I don't know. Well, my whole thing is that they they had a whole campaign last summer of, of tearing down statues and destruction of property, which is fine. But whenever someone does it to what you like. Yeah, then it's a um, problem. Like whenever they painted Black Lives Matter on the sidewalk, which really. I, oh, no, it's in the street. Well, you, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, which personally, I don't care. Like, which is whatever. completely illegal, by the way. It, it is, but I don't I don't care. It doesn't isn't it doesn't bother me. But whenever someone goes over there and paints it back over and you get all offended by it, you know, you, you, you've already defaced, you know, property like that. So whenever someone comes up and defaces your property, you should have the same reaction. Well, well, you know, they're just they're just practicing their 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 anger and, and they have to yeah. they got to they got to give it out. We have to understand what they're going through. Right, they maybe maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they're out. Maybe maybe they're out parking cars. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it is funny that there is this outrage about defacing uh, statues and tearing down statues when that's literally what they've been doing for the last year and a half. Well, yeah, in the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, so I mean, on, on the level of caring, uh, this doesn't even rank on the scale of caring because honestly, I just don't care anymore. I think I care more about um, um, the NFL than like this or just something. I, yeah. I, I care. I care. I care more about whether or not um, so local high school football team won or lost. Yeah. And, and like the, the Spalding County win. I. I you know. I, I, the more. I tell the you. more and more I look at things is that like you know if something bad happens in California like they, or like if they were to con- if they continue to prolong the COVID restrictions in California, it's like. You know, I don't live there. I I couldn't care less. I'm more concerned about things that are going on here I mean, where I live. It sucks, and I it feel sucks. For them. And leave if you can. I feel for them, but I just that's I don't live there, and that's that's you know that's not my state. So it really doesn't matter what I think. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like in Australia, right? It's terrible. It's awful. But at some point, you know. The people that voted for these leaders, they willingly gave up their guns and everything. At some point, it's like, well, I mean, you know, if you're there, a lot of people in Cal- in uh, Australia are cheering for all this. So it's like, well, you know, if that's what you want, then that's what you want, and that's what you're gonna get. So uh, I, <laughs> if they voted for it and everybody there wants it, then you know, well, what am, 
what am I? What am I to say to you? Yeah. What are you gonna do about it? So I agree. Another thing that's happened here recently is that so you know how Joe Rogan's been pretty pretty much against the uh, vaccine mandates. He yeah, you know, he's came out pretty pretty, pretty strongly against pretty strongly against it. against it. Yeah. Um, and then Tim Pool had a video today that I thought was a little bit thought provoking. Is that for someone like him who has been staunchly against the the, the mandate as far as the vaccine goes, but then goes to do shows at the Madison Square Garden where they do have a vaccine re- uh, mandatory, where you have mm-hmm. to have the jab if you want to perform there. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is that in the state of New York or in the city of New York, um, performers are exempt from the vaccine because they're performers, which doesn't make any sense, Mm-mm. but whatever. So everyone in the crowd has to be vaccinated and pro- possibly wear a mask while the performer doesn't. So if you're if you're against the vaccine mandate, but yet you go and perform and make a lot of money off of a city and state that that mandates it, are, do you really are you really against it? Um, you or, know, that or, was or, or you we, just continually make excuses for everything? Yeah, that, that's what we talked about. I think with um um Eric Clapton. Whenever Eric Clapton mm-hmm. said he was going to announce his tour, and he said that he wasn't going to play any shows that required vaccine people to show that, or I think it was a negative test as well. Don't quote me on that, but that's, that's what I think it was. This is this is a very interesting um, concept and dilemma. I don't know what the what the details are of this. I don't know. Now, if he was under some kind of con- con- uh, uh, con- uh, contract, contract where he had a perform he, or something like that, I'm not that, sure. That's a little bit different. But if he was knew full well that this was going to happen, he still yeah, chose to go there. That doesn't that doesn't look too great. If if if, if he knows fully um, what, what what's going on in this situation, but I th- this is it is it is a very it's a very tricky issue. But it doesn't look good if yeah. he if he knows full and well. Now I don't think that Joe Rogan is the kind of person who would immediately contradict. Um, something that he's been pushing and taking so much heat for. Mm-hmm. Um, no one just takes this much heat and then, of a snip of out of a snap of fingers, just immediately contradict that, because um, he's been blasted. Well, and he's also, he's also virtually untouchable as well because well, yes, because it really doesn't matter because you know when he got when he was talking about ivermectin and when he uh, was prescribed that by his doctor, the whole internet went nuclear on yeah. him. And I can guarantee that his numbers, as far as his downloads, probably went up. Well, that and, and his popularity still grows. Well, that and whenever he mentioned that younger people, people my age and younger, probably don't, and they're, if they're healthy, probably don't need yeah. to take when he was the medical procedure. And we covered that. I didn't even, I didn't talk, I didn't give my opinion one way or the other. I just merely mentioned it and mentioned the fallout. That video got nuked, so that podcast got nuked on YouTube. The, it was gone, it, we, we, so we got a community strike against it. Just for the mere of mentioning the story, I didn't give an opinion either whether I agree with him or disagree with him. I just gave what happened, and then I gave the coverage of what, what was going on. That's all I did. That's, 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 that's literally all I did. Go check the receipts. Yeah. I, I tried to stay as neutral as possible, and it's for that very reason. It makes you think that even though... When Rogan was still on YouTube, he was a, he drew in a lot of money for YouTube. If he was still on that platform today, and he had that contract with Spotify, do you think that they would have nuked his his uh, his account? Probably. I mean, I mean if they're going to be nuked, if they're going to be consistent in I their mean, rules, they would have I mean, had to. They've they have been more than happy to nuke the most popular creators on YouTube for the sake of. Um, maintaining and maintaining a certain image, you can look at the adpocalypse of 2015, 2016. Uh, it, it hit everybody. I mean, everybody got got just shelled on whenever that happened, and they didn't really care. They didn't give much explanation. They just didn't want their advertisers think that they're being that their ads are, are appearing next to conspiracy theorists or white nationalists or far right or whatever you want to say. Yeah, and you know maybe. Maybe it was a everyone criticized Joe for going to Spotify. He got like a hundred million dollar deal with Spotify for I forget how many years it is. But because they're under a a contractual agreement, doesn't matter what he says, they still have to honor that contract or probably pay him a a, a hefty, hefty amount of money if they decide to uh, to break that contract. But 
what's been interesting is that he had Patrick Bet David. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Patrick Bet David. Yeah. On recently, and they were talking about vaccine mandates, and also they were talking about Nicki Minaj. But forget about her. Um, and he had likened Rogan had likened um, vaccine mandates to something that you would see in Nazi Germany. And a lot of people take exception with this because how dare you can compare anything to Nazi Germany, right? Meanwhile, they can call literally everybody they want Hitler. Yeah. Like Trump's a, Trump's Hitler. Trump's the new Hitler or fascist or whatever, right? Even in the, the Scott Horton debate, uh, Scott had said something about the death toll uh, was, you know, of civilian death toll was likened to the Holocaust as a matter of just mere numbers. And Crystal was like, I hate it when people trivialize the Holocaust. And Scott was like, you do realize that you called everyone in any every country that you wanted to invade, you know, Hitler and Germany, right? Yeah. And he was like, I, ref- I refuse to comment. Yeah, of course you <laughs> do. Like, of course you do. Idiot. But, um, but no, so uh, it, we're all uh, bad things seem to happen these days. On the TikTok, there's an 86-year-old Holocaust survivor who was calling out Joe Rogan about his vaccine mandates. Because again, you can't compare anything to Nazi Germany if it doesn't if it doesn't fall in line with the what, status quo. The, if it doesn't if it's not on the index card of allowable opinion, I'm going to steal that from Tom. Um, so this uh, Gidden Levi L E V Leave uh, is accused of pro- is accused Rogan of promoting anti-Semitism by linking vaccine mandates in Nazi Germany. This is so this is so <laughs> insanely stupid. That it, it's painful for us to even talk about because, again, manda- mandating a vaccine um, is wrong and is evil for a whole host of reasons. Now, is it a fair comparison to compare it to Nazi Germany? Maybe, maybe not. But how is it promoting anti-Semitism? Is, do all the people who oppose vaccine mandates say, man, it's the Jews that are doing it? No, nobody's saying that. Even the white supremacists aren't saying that. The real Nazis, the all two of them that are that are left, they're not saying that. No one is saying this. No one, no one is going around saying it, man. It's, it's the Jewish conspiracy is the is was is what's promoting mandates. No one is saying that. And furthermore, you have an evil thing like a mandate, which is wrong. Any kind of mandates like this are wrong. Well, mandates, you know, everyone was forced. All the Jews were forced to wear, uh, you know, the. the the Star of David to to identify who they were it wasn't just Jews, but it was also you know gypsies and gays and whatnot and enemies of the state to identify who they were. And then you were then German citizens were told to treat these people you know as such if they had that particular insignia on themselves. And it's like, well, they're kind of doing that with people who are unvaxxed, right? There there is a huge movement of people. Uh, dissing and uh, dehumanizing people who are unvaxxed. So it is a little bit comparable because you know you know how you know how the Holocaust or how the 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 anti-Semitism started in uh, in Germany? It's because they they started rumors and lies and they had very uh, very graphic posters that they put around about how Jews cause diseases. Well, what's what's happening with people who are refusing to get vaccinated? They're t- the mainstream media is telling us that we are the reason why, or they are the reason why this this pandemic is is still going on. So it is a little bit comparable to the two, and of course, it, it, now is it a little bit lazy to compare every bad thing to Nazi Germany and Hitler? Well, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little intellectually lazy. But it is a little bit of a fair comparison. What say you, Jacob? I I completely agree. I think that, of course, you're not allowed to compare anything to Hitler or to Nazi Germany or to the Holocaust, um, except whenever you're referring to the, the previous president, number 4045. Uh, that's okay. It, it's okay on... on, on on mainstream media to declare a U.S. president as a, as as a Hitler and as a, a Nazi, but the moment that you uh, critique a policy that has uh, undeniably separated the the population into two camps, and there's the, and there's no way around it, 
creating an upper class and a lower class. Whereas if you have not undergone this procedure, you're not allowed to uh, go to movie theaters or sporting events or concerts or gyms, restaurants. And I think in some places, could be wrong, go into like shopping centers. You're not allowed to do any of that stuff if you have not undergone a procedure. Um, and, you know, we get... Whenever we watch the Yankees games the on the Yes Network, which is the Yankees Broadcasting Network, we get all of the New York um, public safety and the, and the public health advertisements because it's just it's just it's just like it's just like so New York TV, and the amount of propaganda that that's that's in these ads is astonishing. That you'll have um, you'll have them saying that. Um, for those for those who want to participate in these activities that I just mentioned, you you need to um, show proof of whether your your CDC vaccine card, the Excelsior Pass, or your uh, digital uh, vaccine card to to do these events. And there's this really creepy f- video of these people like at a club dancing, but they're all wearing masks. Yeah. And I'm like, who does that? Does does anyone actually do that? Do they no. actually go to a club and dance and have a nice nice evening? And wear a mask. No, I I don't know anybody that's actually going out and doing that. And if they are, you're probably not that cool of a person to be hanging out with, because um, that's not how humans are supposed to behave. That's not how we've ever behaved. But it's you. I I understand the sentiment. Is it is it probably a little hyperbolic? Probably, but it's not far off. Well, yeah. Because do you think it stops with the, the, the actual card? No. It, it, they'll say, well, if you got the card, just get the app. It's so much easier, right? Or you have the app, and then what happens when they say, okay, like in Israel, where your your card is, is null and void. It's not valid unless you get your booster. Right, yeah. Then, then they went, okay, when it happens and they say, hey, um, they have this drug out that will help reduce your symptoms or it will help mitigate the spread or whatever. Well, if you don't have that on your record, then your then your card is not null and void. So the the guy in the TikTok video uh, later goes on to say that uh, vaccine mandates are the exact opposite of Hitler's regime, and it's I, I take exception with that because okay, well let's take a place like New York City where they're mandating the vaccine to do anything that you would want to do in a city, regardless of the doctor says you shouldn't get it. Does it matter what the medical if you have a medical exemption ex, uh, exemption doesn't matter. If you don't have the vaccine, you're not allowed to do anything. Yeah, Tim Pool confirmed this. He, yeah. He, Tim Pool called the health department and said, hey, what if I have a doctor who says you a are not— A religious exemption. Well, even a doctor saying you are not—I do not want you to take this for your own safety. They said it doesn't matter. Yeah. So if you're mandated to get something against your doctor's wishes, uh, then in, you're, in, you're effectively going into a second-class citizen uh, rank. So that is exactly kind of what Hitler would have done. Um, because, I'm sorry, but you cannot force people to go undergo a medical procedure. It doesn't matter how important you think it is. It doesn't matter if it will save just one life. It doesn't matter. You have no right to force people to undergo a medical procedure. And he, he goes on in his TikTok to say keeping people healthy and saving them from suffering is the exact opposite what the Germans did. I explained to these people that forcing us to wear a star wasn't the purpose of identify, identifying us. It was to dehumanize us. Uh, doing something to try to save people's lives uh, with a vaccine is completely different. Well, if you're not allowed to go and do anything uh, in, in the, at least the city of New York, you are a second-class citizen. You have been dehumanized. That is happening right now to people who either can't get the jab or don't want to. So how – I mean, yes, it's not a racial thing. It's not a, it's not a religious thing. But this cuts across all kinds of racial lines. The number one group of people who are not getting vaccinated, even even if they you know could, uh, are African Americans, blacks. They're not getting vaccinated because because they have because they know the history of uh, you know experimental government things and vaccines and whatnot. But you're going to create a, a lot of black people into second class citizens because of this. That's racial sounds, lines. Sounds kind of racist. Sounds kind of racist. 
But I guess if you want to do anything in New York, you got to, you know, it's just, well, it's, it's, these, it's so dumb. Well, and this is, this is always this gone. This is the level of discourse. This has always gone back to what I originally said when this whole passport system, this entire, like, okay, so I have a concert I'm going to on Sunday, and they are checking everybody's cards. And if you don't have a card or if you have a vaccine card, then you have to show it. A negative test, which I will um, obtain one of those. That's all I'm gonna say. But, but I never understood that because, from what I've always known, and from the data that we've always seen about this, is that there's no preventing the transmission. You can still transmit. We said this. We had Doctor or what's her face on from from the, the CDC, Doctor Wu, or I can't remember what her last name was. And she said that she's worried about giving it to her unvaccinated children. And now I'll link the video so you guys can you guys can look at it. The CDC directors on CNN saying that the vaccine cannot prevent transmission. So who am I protecting by 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 me getting vaccinated? Remember that was the argument. A lot of Christians use this kind of garbage too about how well I'm loving my neighbor by getting vaccinated because I can't give it to them. Well. What is this? I got, I got, I got, I got the CDC direct. This is not some conspiracy theorist. This is not. She's on CNN. She's not. This is not some person's opinion. This is the CDC director saying that the vaccine cannot prevent transmission. So, what am I supposed to do with that argument? What's the point of mandating it for schools? What's the point of mandating it for? workplaces for sporting events showing proof to go to a concert what's the point whenever you have someone saying hey this will not prevent the spread of this thing yes it may provide for some percent protection and i and I have, I have never once denied that there are some people who can take this and and have positive benefits from that i i've never once said there's no positive benefits for the single person of taking it i've always just been real skeptical of the fact that if I take this, will I no longer spread it? That's what we didn't know. And I was always saying, don't assume it because we don't know. Well, now we do know. <laughs> by their own admission. By their own admission that you can spread this thing. So what's the point of proving vaccination when, as I have been saying for this whole time, the vaccine is to, is to protect you and no one else? So these things are, these things are, are readily available. You've seen the statistics of, you know, most people hospitalized with it are unvaccinated. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so these things are, are readily available. You can still spread it even after taking it. So why are we mandating it? Shouldn't this be an individual decision at this point? Now knowing that it's not going to help the community. Now knowing that it's not going to help um, people from spreading it. I'm, st I'm, I'm very curious. If, if you want to talk to me about this. Ask Danny Brothers Show at gmail.com or tweet me because I, I I I'm out of I'm out of I'm out of loss of words on this one. I don't. I I, I have I have I have no words for why. And for people that are still perpetuating this argument of oh well you're protecting your neighbor, how? How am I protecting my neighbor by 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 taking this thing? How am I showing Christ's love? If you're uh, if you want to use the the Christian argument. Joseph, Jesus, Jesus would have gotten vaccinated because it's a show he's loved other people. Yeah, he doesn't need a vaccine. Yeah, the Son of God does not need a vaccine. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's it's such a stupid argument. Yeah, I saw arguments like that on Twitter from some of these it's blue pilled. So, it, it's so uh, stupid um, that it doesn't even uh, need a response. Um, but even now, we know that if you get the vaccine, you can still spread it to other people. Um, then, like you said, what's with the mandates? Then, then I, I would I would like to know the people because the people who are going to be enforcing this are not the police. The people who are enforcing this are the the employees of these companies, right? So again, on my way home from uh, from from uh, the PGA store today, I saw a ad for Delta that's saying uh, Europe is open to the vaccinated, and it's like a Delta ad. And I was I I thought, well, <clears throat> if I try to get on a plane to Europe. And they asked me to show proof of vaccination upon my arrival. I'm going to say, well, okay, the CDC has said that the vaccine does not prevent um, the transmission. So what's the point? 
And, they, and, they, and then what's going to happen is, well, some flight attendant or someone at the masquerade, like what you're looking up right now, or someone at McDonald's or someone, you know, somewhere that's requiring vaccination is going to be enforcing this. I'm like, what, like, why are you? What, 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 what loser are you enforcing on behalf of the man? Right. You're doing the job of the authorities. Right. You, you know, nothing loser. Like, who, who are you? How did you get in a, in a position of authority over me? Because I haven't undergone the medical procedure that everyone says is so great, even though we, even now we know that natural immunity is just as good, if not better, than the vaccine. Which now, we're seeing evidence of. Now we know that the, that the that the jab won't prevent uh, transmission. So I mean, who are you? Who are you protecting? No one. And who puts you in this position of authority? No one or the the, the corporations. So I mean. It, the, the weaponization of pitting one person against another because they haven't undergone a medical procedure, which should be private information between you, your doctor, and the insurance company, which should be a private information, is now being thrown out in the open where now we're going to have a confrontation between two complete strangers, someone you will, will likely never see again. The only interaction you should have is, sir, do you have your ticket? Okay, scan it. Have a nice time. Have a nice night. Oh, welcome to Europe. Oh, welcome to Delta. Can I scan your ticket? Oh, thanks. For, have a nice flight. That's the extent of your of your interaction should be. Now they're going to ask you about a private medical procedure if you have or haven't undergone it? No. We all should be against that. Does anybody do – I, do I need to get stopped at the TSA say, sir, do you have titanium in your back? Well, I need to know about this. No, you don't. You don't need to know about the titanium screws and rails in my back. Or, or if you, or, or if you get, if you get to a uh, someone that survived, sir, have you undergone a cancer survivor? Sir, have you undergone a uh, chemotherapy in the, in the last six years? Well, I need to know this because you know my mess with the the instruments to to determine whether that you are a terrorist. No, you don't need to know that. Same thing with the vaccine. So. Uh, yeah, so just like all the stupidity that uh, exists in our world is um, readily available at your fingertips on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. So, so just keep that in mind. And um, there's this thing that I saw. Have you heard of the, the, the Boomer Benz thing on – it's trending on the TikTok? I only know about this because I was watching a Rick um, – Rick Beato video. But they're, the, the newer guitar players, the um, – have you seen that band Polymorph? I think it's called. No. The te- very technically proficient people, who are who play just like you would hear an electronic recording or something that you, that a computer would make, right? These very proficient guitar players, and the music they make is amazing. But it is derived of soul, and it just sounds like everything else that's being created right now. Very prevalent in the metal community. I think you know what I'm talking about, Jacob. Kind of, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Um, and they're criti- these people who are in this th- this trend of very technically proficient music that is devoid of anything that is of soul and feeling are criticizing boomer bands. So guitar players like Eric Clapton, blues, you know, very blues-driven music, they say it's boring. Like, well... Uh, you know, after a while, a lot of the gent music sounds boring after a while, too, because it all kind of sounds the same. So, but that's another viral TikTok thing. That, another reason why I'm not on that blasted site. But anyway, what are you going to do? I don't know. That, that's a, I mean, that's a good one. But it all it all might be coming to uh, an end anyway, because according to Biden, we're, we're, uh, a meteor is about to crash into the U.S. economy. So a, that, that a might, meteor? Yeah, a meteor. So that might be a good thing, because what does if, he mean by a meteor? Like, like a physical, like metaphorically speaking? Or? Well, yeah, it doesn't really matter either way, uh, if it's metaphorical or physical or just imaginary. Um, but yeah, so according to Biden, if we don't raise the debt ceiling, we're going to default on our debt. Which, which I don't know if the Fed would allow that to happen. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that would allow that to happen. I, I, I don't quote me on that. But I was thinking about this earlier today. Like, can the U.S. really default on its debt? Is that really even possible? Because for the, <clears throat> for the, for the government to quote unquote pay its bills, um, they have to raise the debt limit, and the only way they can do that is for Congress to vote on it. And if Congress doesn't vote on it, well, then they metaphorically or uh, you know. Somehow the government runs out of money, even though 
they have a treasury department and a federal reserve that can just print or digitally <coughs> create a limited amount of money which to me that doesn't doesn't make any sense so i don't understand how how the treasury or the fed would, would allow that to happen so biden and the democrats are protecting or predicting all this doom and gloom that if we don't raise the debt limit then the the bond market's going to crash. The reserve currency is at stake. Uh, we're not going to be able to pay our debts because, as Biden said, Americans we always pay our debts. So if we're paying our debts, then why do you need to raise the debt limit? Is that so? Is that so you can just spend more money and put us further into debt? Biden I, I, thinks that. Okay, ready. Biden's definition of paying our debts is uh, paying bonds in uh, printed money. Yes. That we've uh, got from the Federal Reserve, which is the same as saying I pay my debts because I pay my American Express off with my Visa card. <laughs> that's that's also what I love. I pay. That- we live in a debt-free house. I just I keep I pay my American Express off with my Visa, and then I pay my Visa off with with a Mastercard, and then I pay my Mastercard off with with my Capital One. <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's, true. That's, that's what we. That's what. It, that's what this. That's what this is. It's true, and he's trying to blame Republicans and Trump because they spent like drunken sailors while he's trying to pass a three point five trillion dollar uh, plan to you know build back better or re, or re revamp the economy. Well, see now it's important spending, right? Which again, you know, if you want to blast any administration for spending money, I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah, Trump spent. Trump and the Republicans spent an ungodly amount of money. Um, which I, you know, I, I t- which is like, okay, whatever. I mean, point to me to a pre- point to a president that hasn't spent too much money. I, the list goes on and on and on. Besides, like Calvin Coolidge, which like didn't spend anything, but that's that's the exception to the rule. Yeah. So, um, so what they're effectively saying is, is that if America doesn't pay its debts, you're going to see soaring interest rates, which which is going to hurt the American worker. You're going to see people lose their jobs and all things like that. And my point is, is that, well, basically what this is, is that Biden is accusing the Republicans of allowing him to uh, exceed his credit limit, right? So when you have a credit card and you exceed your credit limit, let's say your credit limit is $10,000, and you go out on a, on a rant and a tirade to Capital One or American Express saying, how dare you not let me spend more than $10,000? It should be, you should raise my credit limit to $15,000 because if you don't, I won't be able to pay uh, my workers, I won't be able to feed my kids. Don't you, don't you want me to have the ability to feed my kids? That's effectively what they're doing. And the idea that this isn't going to add any more debt to the national debt is p- p- preposterous. That is the stupidest argument. Because if you're saying that at, th- at $28.5 trillion, which is a curtain debt ceiling, he's saying, well, that's not enough. I have to be with my cho- I, you know, It's not enough, Your Honor. We have to spend more. So how does raising the debt limit not increase the debt? I mean, think about it. How does how does going from twenty eight and a half trillion to I don't know thirty two trillion? How is that not raising the debt? And this other thing about how that how his how his plans are paid for, like his Build Back Better plan or the three and a half trillion dollar plan is paid for. How? What? If it's he, paid for, then why do you need to? Right. Why do you need to raise the debt? If if you're gonna fund this through taxation, then what's the point of raising the debt? Yeah. So it's, it is a little bit, uh, I guess, ironic or funny that the Republicans have suddenly found the fiscal backbone uh, when it comes to the spending because Mitch McConnell's like, this spending is outrageous. Meanwhile, the $6 trillion that were created, I don't know, a year and a half ago, we'll just forget about that. Um, but, you know, if people, the Republicans and conservatives love to talk about a balanced budget amendment. Well, you know how you balance the budget? It's really simple. You know how you do it, Jacob? Uh, you spend less than you make. No, you you just you just refuse to vote to re- to raise the debt ceiling. Oh well, yeah. Boom, balanced budget. You can't spend any more than you have already allotted. And what's also funny about this is that you've got people on the Tweety and other and others saying, "Well, just eliminate the debt ceiling altogether." Right, because that won't add anything to the debt. That will cost zero, as Biden would say. Right, because having no debt limit means you won't in, won't uh, you know account any more debt. That makes no sense. So, um, 
There's a video that Biden just posted. It said, not only are Republicans refusing to do their job, they're threatening to use their power to prevent us from doing our job. It's so dumb. Good. It's so dumb. And, and you know, the, the the whole talk about the filibuster and everything, well, because the Democrats don't want to get 60 votes in the Senate because they're being held up by Joe Manchin, he's saying, well, we don't want to do that. We don't, we don't want to go out and get 60 votes. Well, if it's so important to the American economy, so important to the world, if it's so important to stop the meteor from crashing into the economy, they may, you can't round up 60 votes to get it done? He say, well, Pat, you know, raising the debt ceiling has always been a bipartisan you know, effort. Well, yes, it has. That is a historical fact. It doesn't make it right. So if conservatives want to finally stand on principle for the first time in their life on anything in Republicans in the, in the, in the Congress, then saying then effectively forcing a balanced budget amendment by not voting to raise the debt ceiling, then I'm all for it. Let it crash. Let it burn because it's going to happen anyway. John Kerryzaku is the, the rich dad, poor dad guy. Robert, Robert Kerryzaki. Yeah, Robert Kerryzaki. He's saying that the collapse is probably going to happen in the next month. Now, I don't get into predictions as far as when the economy is going to collapse because, you know, I don't want to look like Peter Schiff. Well, or, economic pre- predictions are almost impossible. They are impossible. I don't want to look like David Stockman, even though those guys are right on pretty much everything that they say. They're going to be right one day. Right. One day they're going to be right now when that day comes. But I don't, I don't no want to be known as the guy who is always ringing the bell of death. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Bring out your dad. Yeah. But it's going to happen at some point, right? So – just rip the Band-Aid off and get it over with and yeah. let everything crash, and then you then you can build back better. I don't support all the government stuff that Biden wants to do. I think it's all trash. But if we were to allow the whole thing to crash and then really to erase taxes to zero, erase regulations to zero, and allow the, allow the entrepreneurial spirit to build back the economy, I'd be okay all for that. But that's not, but that's not what's going to happen, so I don't know. There's a, It's a no-win situation because— when it does crash, um, you know they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna say all right people go create and make stuff go make stuff happen go start building stuff no they're not gonna say that no um, so yes raising the debt ceiling is raising your taxes because they will all tell you that if we raise the debt you know it's gonna cost zero right? it's not gonna raise your taxes but it it most certainly will because it won't it may not raise your taxes or my taxes Jacob but it most certainly will raise the taxes of the next generation. This is this is without a doubt true, um, and it's really it's taxation without representation because the people who haven't been born yet who will be taxing all this, well, they're not being represented yet. <laughs> no, because this is all just going to be dumped on the future generations. Right. Um, so the real, you know, the twenty-eight trillion dollars or whatever it is now uh, is a gross um, uh, misunderstanding. Uh, uh, Underrepresentation. Underrepresentation. Thank you, of the actual debt because um, on a private firm's balance sheet there is uh, unfunded liabilities. You I mean you will find that on balance sheets for private companies, and by the time you add in all the the unfunded liabilities of the U.S. you know government, it's the actual debt is somewhere between 113 to 139 trillion dollars. That's the that's the Money number that we're going to be owing at some point. Yeah. So. Um, so this is completely, this is the, the, the fact that if, if we don't raise it now, Jacob, that it's all going to crash. Well, I mean, if you look in, if you look into the looking glass that I'm looking at, you see that $239 trillion, you can clearly see that at some point that will have to be paid for because you cannot function in a country or an economy based off printing dollars and using those printed dollars to buy bonds and then com- then just you know repeating that cycle keeping interest rates artificially low forever yeah. you can't do that forever right because we're seeing that happen in other countries like um, Greece or you're seeing it happen in Japan you can't do that forever at some point you do have to pay your bills so when Biden said well we've always paid our bills he's lying we, we, we don't we pay our bills. Our bills and if we if, if he means paying bills as in Printing money out of thin air to pay bills, and sure, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, the debt ceiling, Jacob. Should they raise it or should they lower it? Mm, they should no. <laughs> I mean, there shouldn't even be a debt ceiling. It's there, there. There shouldn't be. They shouldn't be allowed to 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 pump this much and put this much in debt. Yeah, 
I am. Um, I have always been against um, a balanced budget amendment because then that means that they can set the budget wherever they want. So if they want to set it at five trillion dollars, then that means they have to increase taxes. If they want to set it at ten trillion dollars, I mean, all all they would have to do for a balanced budget is okay. So we have we want to spend this amount of money, so we have to bring in this amount of money to balance the budget, right? Well, um. They can literally set that wherever they want. It's, they'll just pick some arbitrary number out of thin air. And the Democrats might come out and say, we want $8 trillion. The Republicans say, well, <laughs> don't go too far. we got to have $7.7 trillion. That's the fiscal responsible ones in us. And so it's, it's completely arbitrary. So instead of saying, well, the way we're going to institute fiscal responsibility is by having a balanced budget, you could just simply say, let's cut the fat. Let's get rid of things we really don't need, um, like the post office. Don't, don't don't get me started on the post office. Don't get me started on all these other things, right? Because um, I'm sorry, but republic, not an empire, right? This, the the military-industrial complex, that's got to be dealt with. I don't care if you think it's keeping America safe, but we can't afford it. So, yes, you th- might think it's keeping us safe, but it's, you know, <laughs> emptying out the treasury at the, at the current moment. So how long is that going to keep you safe for? Because uh, if you default on on everything that you have, then you really aren't that safe. If you can't be physically safe, you're not financially safe. So I don't know. There, there's a solution. Cut the fat. We should make T-shirts co- called "Cut the Fat." Cut the fat. Cut the fat. That might be. Uh, you might people might mistake that for body shaming, but I don't care. All right. Anything else? Body shame. Anything else you wanted to mention, Jacob? No, that's it. Just be be on the lookout for a uh, for a great week, a busy week. It's just gonna be a lot of things going on, a lot of th- a lot of exciting things going yeah. on. Um, I I don't have anything else to add. Um, there was something else I was gonna talk about. I guess some music stuff, but really, uh, I the new um, Angels and Airwaves album's out. It's it's pretty good. Go go check it out if you like Angels and Airwaves. Um, I'm gonna see them on the twenty eighth. It'll be good. I don't think that venue. I'm seeing them at, at the Tabernacle in Atlanta, and they're 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 a little more chill about the the restrictions. I think they have a as far as masks. They're like we're strongly recommending you, and I'm like, and I've taken that recommendation. I'm gonna choose to I've taken uh, it into cooperation. I, yes, I've taken your advice into cooperation. I'm not gonna follow it. <laughs> uh, yeah. What are you uh, going to do? Some good things in a month. Oh, um, so there will be an episode this Friday. Just a little, just some housekeeping. There will be an episode this Friday, but there won't be one next Friday because we are going to Orlando for the, the Big Tom Woods 2000th show. So if you're looking for that Friday episode next week, it's not going to happen. So we'll yeah. be in Orlando chilling out and taking some much-needed time off. Uh, Going to go hang out with all of our um, – um, libertarian anarchist peoples and uh, in the in the king state in the in god's Florida, country god's country if you will but no it'd be fun uh I, i'm gonna finally be able to meet michael malice and have him sign all my books which i am th- thrilled out of my mind about you know that their uh their uh facebook is blocking the hardcover copy of yeah uh, of the of anarchist handbook yeah yeah it's because they uh he he took the entire uh uh i guess um anatomy of anatomy the state, state. And they allowed it on the Kindle version, the Audible version, and on the paperback version. They allowed not him to that. use that, but not, but not the hardcover copy. Even though he has from the Mises Institute, which is the the estate of of, of Rothbard, allowing him to, to use this, and they're still saying does it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yet yeah, the people who who, ha, who, who own, own the it, rights. who own the rights to it, are allowing him to use it. <laughs> but but Amazon is like, you know what? Doesn't matter. It's yeah, like it's, it's like it's yeah. completely dumb. But I'm excited. I'm excited to meet all everybody. Um, uh, um, Eric July is gonna be there. Jeff Dice is gonna be there, of course. Tom, and a lot of good, a lot of big guys. I'm hoping for a uh, hoping for an appearance from the COVID Jesus himself, Robbie. Oh, Robbie's gonna be there. I, 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 hope, I hope I hope I hope Robbie's there. We can see like see, see the COVID Jesus. <laughs> um, no, it, it's gonna be awesome. I'm, I'm excited. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the that's that's the, that's the big news coming um, up for us. You know, if you're religious or if you uh, you know have faith or anything uh please say a prayer light a candle for jacob because here recently he has been watching so much flat earth nonsense it is f- no i am by no means a flat earther i think it's the it, 
I'm no, no, fascinated. I, I'm not saying you are, but your obsession into flat earth theory is becoming a little bit of a problem. It's fascinating. I'm telling you, look, dive down the rabbit hole. No, don't. No, it's, no, no. These, 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 these people, like these people are, I think some of them are grifters, but some of these people actually believe that like the world is flat and we live in like this big, like Truman show planetarium. It's fascinating. I, and and whenever they're met with any kind of argument, they have some kind of counterpoint, and it's so dumb and it it's so ridiculous. Like this one guy had a ring laser gyroscope that they use in planes, and that's how they can track the movement, right? So a gyroscope would detect the rotation of the Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Fifteen degrees every hour, you know, three sixty twenty four hours. And he turned it on, and sure enough, the thing you know registered fifteen degrees because. That's what because we're living on a spinning globe, sphere. right? Sphere. And he's like, he's like, wow, that was a very troubling result. <laughs> and and then he put it inside of this like chamber because he thought that the heavenly energies coming, yeah, he thought that 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 that, that the ether energy from the heavens was influencing the gyroscope. And so you put it in a Faraday cage, based, like, like like that's gonna stop God. No, he put it in like a. A zero Gauss chamber, I think, or something like that, and it still said fifteen degrees. And he's like, "Well, did he hang himself after?" No, he's he he's like, "Well, we have we have we have other um, more important things to discuss." No, no, no. He said we have other evidences to show us that the world is flat. (laughs) I'm telling you, dude. (laughs) And then this one guy set up this test over this this there's a there's like this canal in in in, um, California that's like four miles long, and he set up these posts. And at that distance, you would have had curvature of the Earth. So he set up this post where he shot a laser through it. And whenever it showed that it, it wasn't a straight line, it curved. He's like, oh, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> and these, they still believe it. Yeah. I, I, there's, been a, there's a video that circulates every now and then because this kind of stuff surfaces every now and then of Carl Sagan debunking flat Earth theory. And this is back in like the 70s before people went crazy because of the Internet. Um, and clearly, you can tell that that experiments that were conducted a thousand years before Carl Sagan was even born debunking flat Earth theory, and they wins. still believe it. Now, I don't think Carl Sagan. I mean, yes, he was a very smart, intelligent man, but he was an atheist, and he was, you know, you know, he doesn't believe necessarily what I believe. But you know, when someone like when Carl Sagan or Neil deGrasse Tyson debunks this stuff, yes, I don't agree with everything that they say as far as the origins of the universe. But, I mean, come on. These are the smartest people when it comes to, you know, um, this kind of stuff as far as geology and the Earth and astrophysics. These are the experts. And for you to, for you to say, well, you're a part of the government conspiracy, that that, that you, you have effectively said nothing. I wish I nothing. was, man. I, yeah. I wish I was. I, I, wish, I, wish, I, wish, I wish I was a part of this conspiracy and I was getting on that government payroll. Could you – like, I, please. Yeah, because – are you saying that every scientist that has ever worked for NASA or has ever worked for any kind of government agency is all in on this theory that the Earth is flat? Well, you're clearly a shell because you're wearing a NASA hat right now. I mean, you're, come you're a on. This is this is beyond. This is be. You have to the 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 amount of mental gymnastics, the 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 suspended animation of your mind has been complete has so completely been destroyed by stupid things that you read online. Like for instance, right. It's like they were talking about um, how, how the the when they landed that new rover on Mars, yeah. they were saying it's fake because that someone found a picture of the same rover or a model of it in the desert somewhere. That and clearly I, means it's fake. And I clearly means and like, don't you think that if you're going to spend all this money and time on sending a a, a marver a, a a a probe or a, a Mars rover to Mars, you wouldn't try it out on terrain that's Mars like. No, Joe. I mean, I you wouldn't. Would, you wouldn't do experiments in the desert. You think so? You, of course, you think NASA is so. The people at NASA are so stupid that they wouldn't conduct experiments to see if the if the rover the rover they sent to Mars would even work on Mars. I, I tell you, dude, these people are fascinating. I find it just people. It's it's fascinating. Look, you go go look up these people. They have they have like conventions, man. Oh yeah, I, I watched that that movie you told me to watch, like Beyond the Curve, whatever it's called. Did you watch it? Yeah, it's, it's I fascinating, it. dude. It's stupid. It's fascinating. No, because it, it's stupid, but it's fascinating to see people like I said that come to these conclusions. 
Because because it all hinges on when, when you really get down to it all, they think that they are the truth tellers in this grand conspiracy that we've all been lied to, yeah. and the amount of people that would have to be in on it is just ridiculous. It's it's right because they all say the moon landing was fake, and you you cannot tell me that half a million people that worked on the uh, the Mercury and the Apollo missions spent all that time just twiddling their thumbs in an office somewhere to fake it. No, it didn't happen. The the millions of man hours that were spent, the lives that were put at risk putting men uh, on the moon, you can't tell me that they were all just sitting there saying, well, did you watch the football game last night? They were doing the uh, George Costanza Penske file. Yeah, just they, sitting you there can't just... know. <sighs> yeah. I, go I, don't, I, just, I don't think so. But anyway. That and the paperwork. Yes, the, like, the documents that I had exist. A, like, so I, I had a conversation with someone at work who's who who doesn't believe we went to the moon. I said that you realize that like all the paperwork is 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 public record. Like you can go look at this up, and it's millions of pages. Yes, typed out on typewriters. Yes, because they didn't have the computers. blueprints. The blueprints. All this is on typewriters. So someone sat there and type wrote all of this stuff. They don't just do that to fake it. No. Unless, no. that's the, unless that is some serious dedication. So for that to be real, then all of the networks that carried all the launches are in on it. Everyone be. that was down there at the Cape yeah. who saw these launches go up were in on it. I don't know how this – I don't know how the end of this became a uh, – a, uh, Debunking the, the – the, if the moon landing was fake. Debunking the flat earth if it was fake or not. The moon but anyway, landing. all right. Let's, let's, let's get out of here. Guys, check out the links down in the description below for all of the um, information about the, about the show. You can also um, become a Patreon member, become a member of the adventure, and you can, um, for five bucks a month, you can get episodes early, a day early, and you can help support the show financially. We really, really do appreciate everybody that does that. Grab a, grab a t-shirt at our Teespring store, follow us on Twitter at Score and at Joe Stanberg. Um, I don't know how long those those will keep up and lasting. You know, each passing day, especially with today, whenever Facebook and Instagram got knocked down. I was kind of happy. Um, every passing day, I consider deleting those those um, blasted things. But um, one day I will. Just, just not quite yet. But one day I'm going to seriously. Uh, be uh, until Friday, the episode with Alfie flying solo. Be uh, make sure to take it easy. Do something cool this week, and hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful week. Catch you guys later. Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. We got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot.